As a listener of the Shift Your Consciousness podcast presented by Marcus White and Jordan Briggs, we would like you to understand that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Any changes to your supplementation, nutrition or lifestyle should only be done after consulting with a medical professional. Welcome to the Shift Your Consciousness podcast. My name is Marcus White. And my name is Jordan Briggs. We help people overcome a range of chronic and acute health issues and empower people to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Our mission in this podcast is to bring oppressed and current relevant information from all realms of health that you most likely don't know to empower new possibilities in your health journey. We want to help free your mind of the indoctrination of the mainstream medical system, media and societal dogma that disempowers your ability to heal, grow and live a connected life. If you're someone who is feeling trapped in your journey, not getting answers, but also equally fascinated in learning how to address the root cause to your health issues and is also open-minded to all mediums of health, this podcast is for you. So come join us to shift your consciousness. Welcome everyone. We're here for another podcast, our second podcast after our raw introduction. And um, obviously I'm Marcus and... Yeah, Jordan here. Yeah, really looking forward to today's discussion. Um, I think we're going to talk about gut health, yeah? Yeah, so Jordan and I both, um, our protocols are pretty heavy on gut health and obviously we differ mm. a little bit, but that's one thing that we, uh, where we have in common. Obviously, we'd probably do different things inside that, but... Um, our education is pretty similar, so we mm. thought it'd be really good to talk about it and maybe talk about certain things that you guys might not have heard before and mm. then some common mistakes that people might be making. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're going to go. We're going to just let mm. it flow and let it be really organic, not too much structure to this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think gut health has been one of the most pivotal things in my journey. It's where I started because it's where my health issues, you know, where I started to actually focus on my health issues. Like, I always knew deep down when I had all these symptoms, which is a nearly a book, book's length <laughs> long of symptoms, um, you know, um, that, that there was something going on in my gut. Um, I, I, I'd actually, um, you know, listened to a bunch of podcasts, you know, in the earliest stages of my um, health coaching, say it's a PT career. And, um, and you know, I, 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 there was a lot of insight to that. And also I remember a client like handing me a book as well. And he was like, you know, schizophrenia and depression and anxiety, it all starts in your gut. And I was like, well, so was, there was all these seeds that are being planted. And then I kind of like went back to it when I st- came down with all these health issues. So it was a, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was where it began. And uh, Dave O'Brien and Jake Deschal were obviously some of the guys who were kind of leading in that space at the time in, in our, I guess, local area or community. Well, um, probably worldwide. Well, now. well, now, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it was um, that was where where I started, and then worked with Jake to rectify a lot of my gut issues at the same time. Did a bunch of mentoring with him, and um, yeah, the rest has been history. Now I've been able to you know help hundreds of clients uh, since then. Been been doing it for at least six or seven years. Um, analyzing people's blood work, connecting the dots, mapping out obviously. Um, you know their symptoms and how that correlates with their blood work and their health history and and it kind of paints that picture and um, yeah I think we're going to talk about how a lot of people kind of go from doctor to doctor specialist to specialist and don't really get the the support or help they need I think it's a yeah yeah well I was just going to talk about like just as you were talking then it sort of came to my mind Mm. that 
it's just how like generic the information is around gut health. Like yeah. you hear people talk about like oh the microbiome, but like like I, and I remember I did a course, I did a gut health course through IAD, and I talked about sorry IIN. I should I just mumbled that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did a course through that, and like you got good information, like you got good yeah. information, but like where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Mm, and mm. and that was that's the big thing. And I see it online as well, like the generic information that people get, like just take a probiotic, just take yeah. prebiotics. And it's like that just totally depends on the person. And you could mm. be giving someone a probiotic that could be making things worse. It could be um, adding to the, the bacterial yeah. overgrowth. People don't realise that you can have SIBO and it can be made up of your beneficial bacteria. Yeah, you know? that's right. And like you can be giving someone like, a lot of time prebiotics are what are causing their discomfort. Yeah. So it's like you can't just go and give people mm. prebiotic fibres willy-nilly and mm. tell them that's going to help their gut health or fermented food. Oh, yeah. Look, for you with candida, fermented foods would have been horrific. Oh, horrific and even with their histamine as well. So it's like definitely like like tailoring things down because there is like a lot of generic like gut health kind of like stuff like, you know, you, you know do your bone broths or, mm. yeah, do your fermented vegetables or, you know, those things or take glutamine which fuck man for me was like yeah i just have crippling anxiety and panic attacks in my sleep and stuff when i was having glutamine let's let's tap into this let's tap into you because um i really would love you to connect for people the link between your gut health and histamine issues now understand histamine stuff isn't just your sinuses and isn't just um yep. hay fever, hay fever hay yeah, yeah, yeah it goes it goes into so much more depth it's going to affect your stomach acid it's going to affect your brain health brain fog yes uh skin rashes eczema psoriasis all this stuff can come back to um histamine and jordan's had a lot of troubles with this so why don't you could you make that connection for us and tell us why the gut is so important around histamine issues and possibly mm. some of the histamine symptoms that people would not have heard of yeah well of course well, you've obviously got, um, you know, two, two kind of ways things can go. You've obviously got like muscle activation syndrome and then you've obviously got even muscle activation disease and then you've even got, um, then you've got histamine intolerance. So muscle activation syndrome or disease tends to be a little bit more allergy based, a little bit more like everything just like just triggers you. That's the hives, it's the whole works. Um, or it's where you're actually just producing too many mast cells. And you're not able to actually, um, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, it, you know, the, uh, yeah, with mast cells, they degrade and they degranulate and that then turns into, you know, excess histamine. And then when the body's struggling to get rid of it, which is what the big, one of the big problems is, that's when you, you know, you're, you're going to flare up with all these symptoms, which can be like runny noses, you can have bloodshot eyes, you can have, you know, brain fog, loose stools, itchy skin, um, you name it. So, yeah, it, 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 there's also a lot of like neurological symptoms that people experience too. So it's like, you know, like anxiety and like, you know, just feeling on edge, panic attacks. Um, yeah, there's, there's just so many histamine receptors throughout the whole body that it can just be, you know, so many different systems. It can be even cardiovascular, like because yeah. like, like, it's quite an arousing kind of neurotransmitter. Um, I think you've got so, you've got four histamine receptors throughout the whole body. I think it's brain, yeah. cardiovascular. I think it's stomach, correct? Nervous system, S- skin as well. Oh, it might be yeah. yeah Look, so there's H one, H two, H three, H four. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's yeah, they're throughout the body. But um, the uh, where was I going with it? So so yeah, so with histamine, obviously you've got um, 
Uh, DAO. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. an enzyme. Enzyme in the, in the small intestine. All right. That breaks down histamine from food. And so typically people who have, um, you know, SIBO or bacterial or microbial overgrowth, parasites um, within leaky the small gut. intestine, leaky gut, damage to the gut lining, they're going to have issues with producing DAO, which helps break down histamine. Um, and then if you've got, um, you know, the other way of getting rid of histamine as well is through through the liver, so through histamine and methyltransferase. So if there's uh, methylation issues, um, which can be from MTHFR genetic polymorphisms, it can also even be from like even like stealth infections, like Epstein Barr's virus can make methylation worse. Yeah. So so things like that can can affect those two drainage points, and that then you know uh, furthermore contributes to the histamine build bucket yeah. building up. So so yeah, but a lot of people don't realize that that you know when you've got these more chronic histamine issues, which is what I had. Um, I might not be presenting with like classic muscle activation syndrome symptoms, but there was an infection in my body producing too many mast cells. Hmm. So and just so everyone knows, mast cells are a type of immune cell. Yeah, that's right. They're a mediator response, just like an inflammatory cytokine response or a prostaglandin response. So, um, yeah, so, so yeah, like I, I um, you know, a lot of the time we have to get to that root cause, which is dealing with those cells, whether it's a parasite, because parasites, like the, usually the, the most common things that drive mast cells are going to be parasites, viral infections, um, you know, mold or candida. Mm. Yes, certain gram-negative bacteria strains as well. Yep. Um, but when people got these more chronic sort of issues, it's usually like mold's usually the number one thing you got to look yeah. at. And then, you know, a, a parasite or some sort of, yeah, stealth kind of virus or something. Yeah, so. and, then, and then what happens is with these people, as Jordan was talking about a little bit earlier on, is that we go and give them bone broth and we go and give them fermented food and slow-cooked meats. All of these foods are high in histamine. Yeah. So... You could be giving them these sorts of um, foods thinking, oh, yeah, that would be really good for their gut health, and their histamine flare-ups are ridiculous. You know, they're mm. getting massive skin rashes. Their sinuses mm. are blocked up. They've got mm. terrible brain fog, and they're going, what the hell is going on? Where, you know, in gut protocols, you've got to be more specific with your, mm. um, with your, nu- um, with your nutrition. And, mm. and this was a point Jordan was talking about a little bit before, is a lot of people we work with before they've come to us – Yeah. They've tried so many different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've gone to so many different practitioners. And from my experience, mm. when I look into these protocols, a lot of them just aren't detailed enough. You know, mm. like the nutritional side of thing is, is n- not specific enough. And also, it's rigid in the sense of like a, a lot of the time people are consultation-based programs. So, like, mm. you have to wait until you have another consultation a month later before yeah. you can review what's going on. So yeah. some people may not know that they have really mm. bad histamine issues until they start to have fermented yes. foods and, you know, slow cooked meats and bone broth and all these like high histamine foods. And then all of yeah. a sudden they're reacting badly and they haven't been able to review that and change things. Yeah. Um, they also, what comes into it, like if there's uh, a lot of stress in their lives, mm. a lot of the time it's just met with a herb. You yeah. know what I mean? Rather than looking into lifestyle interventions. Well, well, they, 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 it just becomes like seeing a, a GP with a pharmaceutical, but they give them a herb. Yeah. And it's like, you know, whilst that may be better, um, 
uh, yeah, it's still not often addressing the root cause. And, you know, I think that's why the functional medicine route, like we've gone down has been really, really, really eye opening um, because we're, we're pinpointing those root causes. We're getting to the bottom of it, addressing that. Um, and the root cause isn't always just about dealing like germ theory, like yeah. going after the, the parasite or the stealth infection or the, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's looking at, um, it's looking at the reason why those things got there. Yeah. And that's, and that's where, where my massive focus is in my practice. I'm sure you too is, is that we, we look at the body as, as something that has this ecosystem of systems and not just looking at it as a biochemical or physiological body, but also looking at it as an emotional energetic body and looking at, you know, people's, you know, childhood traumas and how that might cultivate their behaviors and then their behaviors then chain into the way that then drives a certain food choices they have. Mm. And then, and then, you know, the food choices support a, a, an emotion, but then the food choices then drive bacterial overgrowth yeah. in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you start then like, you know, going down this kind of like, kind of like, yeah, I yeah. guess kind of timeline of, and if uh, we don't, if unfold. we don't, if we don't change those behaviors, mm. So we can go through, you can do like work on your gut, but if your idea is to do a gut protocol and then going to go back to those same behaviours that got you there, well, then you're going to end up in the same place again. Yeah. So um, with Jordan and I'm very similar, I'm always trying to work on people's behaviours to make them understand why they take certain actions and help Mm. them to troubleshoot those so that when they walk away from me, they feel empowered um, to take control of their own health and can take control of their own life. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's such a big thing. You cannot, obviously supplements are great and we, we mm. use supplements, but they're the cherry on top. They're not, yeah. they're not the roots. No, they're not. They yeah. nudge, they nudge things. Yeah. That's what I say. They nudge things in the right direction. But if, if your whole, if everything, if your life is designed in a way to make you sick, <laughs> yeah. well, you're screwed. Yeah. So, so like we have to look at, um, and that's why I always start at the emotional energy because for me, that's where I started because where I needed to start because I had addictions and all these things that were ways for me to um, not only find connection at the time because I felt lonely and I felt abandoned and all these kind of like roots of subconscious kind of states of being that I felt in um, from, from, you know, some tribulations that happened through my family and childhood traumas and yada, yada, yada that... I had to put my focus and energy into that first because if I was still freaking addicted to my work, working 60 hours a week and then, you know, self-soothing on weekends to give myself a reward and to find connection and all those things through drugs and alcohol, I was screwed. And even though I might even, I might have even just been focused on, oh yeah, like I'll just do this kind of like gut protocol and I'll do this 12 week thing. But, you know, whilst I might focus on that for 12 weeks, I haven't really shifted the reason reasons why I was I was doing those things in the first place. So do the twelve weeks. Well, then I'll, I'm probably going to be like, oh, yeah, all done now, and then I'll just revert back to old behaviours, but not actually give it some focus and actually uh, consider as well that the reason why maybe these health issues eventuated could also be because of the energetic state that I was in, being the chronic, chronic stress or the 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 certain emotions that I was feeling. So. I had to really face that first and process that because 
that also allowed me to create space for the healing to work as well because I mean those emotions are just going to be another stressor yeah so so that was that was huge and as I processed that then that that then, then there was less need to distract myself yeah I felt comfortable in my body I felt comfortable to slow down and then now the body can heal yeah so so yeah that's that's what I think root causes like is about is not just going yeah you need to address that dysfunction it's about working out why the dysfunction got there in the first place sure and that goes even broader than just emotions now we're going to talk about freaking the food that's on our shelves that is normalized yeah you know we've got fucking we're in a chemical toxic soup yeah surrounded by just shit it was funny. I was, so, I was just I just did a module on detoxification and just talking about the amount of chemicals we are bombarded with yeah. every day, and um, oh, it's just insane. And then I actually went into a little bit of like certain herbs. I don't want to distract us from gut health here, but like certain herbs that people would think. So, like something like milk thistle, you would that people think is like I'm not saying it's a bad herb, but it blocks phase three liver detox. Yeah. So all of a sudden it's impairing liver detox or, you know, phase three detox. Obviously, it doesn't just happen in the liver. But, yeah, it's impairing phase three. Um, and they're actually using it in cancer um, treatment now to because they want chemotherapy. They want that, ke- like that um, process staying in the cell with the cancer. So they're using milk thistle to stop phase three so that it can't come out of the cell. Wow. So the enterocyte or the hepatocyte or whatever that is. Well. Insane, isn't it? Yeah, that's clever. And, and then other ones is like curcumin. That's a phase three inhibitor as well. Yep. So, uh, and then there's certain vegetables and fruits. So, you know, when you hear people, mm. I'm digressing really badly here, but when you hear people go on like juice cleansers, yeah. like they can work because you're in a catabolic state and you're breaking down lipids. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of your toxins get um, stored in your fat cells. Yeah. But then if you're having these certain vegetables and fruit in these juices, they're inhibiting phase three liver de- detox. So they're inhibiting the detox pathways anyway. <laughs> Which is interesting, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's why they don't work. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so uh, sorry for digressing onto the detoxification. We'll probably do that at some other stage. But um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a, good, it's a good segue though because like we're talking about root cause here and like I think like one, one of the, one of, like, the, the two things I've, and I've been sitting this like, like last few days is thinking about this is like an overarching thing. But if you think about what the root cause to so many people's health issues are is a sense of disconnection to their self yep. or to nature or to people, like just disconnection yep. and from their natural state, but then also a toxic body. Yeah. Yeah. And that's at like, like, you know, a lot, like we talk about, um, you know, what's going on, the tribulations internally and like um, mm. uh, the lack of connection and stuff like that. And then yeah. the physical body is just bombarded with like, the choices that we're, we're making and then the yeah. things that we don't have a lot of choice over, you know, yeah. like how toxic our air is. Um, but then, you know, you look at most people are going and eating fruits and vegetables, not mm. realising that they're sprayed with a pesticide, yeah, which is going to actually have massive impact, not just on your microbiome but on your DNA. Uh, mm. Actually, sorry, I should, um, I should edit that. It shouldn't be your DNA. They're, the reason I think glyphosate's actually able to get through is because it's been studied not to necessarily affect your DNA, but they don't study how it affects um, like your gut and doesn't affect your microbiome and whatnot. Mm. But how's this? I just read a study as well, um, and it was about pesticides. So Roundup, for yeah. example, has a lot of different 
um, active um, ingredients, but they only have to report on the most active ingredients. So that would be glyphosate, right? right? But the other eight formulations are up to a thousand times more toxic than glyphosate. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, but that's all they have to report on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is this the other chemicals that are within glyphosate? Yeah. No, 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 within or, Roundup. Ra- so, so the actual gl- the actual Roundup, the brand Roundup. Yeah, yeah. Glyphosate yeah. is the most active form, is the most active chemical in there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't that, know there was other chemicals. I thought it was just glyphosate. Nah, there's other formulations in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's the most active. That's why that's yeah. the only thing that's reported on, but there's another eight formulations that are – um, up to a thousand times more toxic. Poofed. I'll show you the. I'll show you the paper. Holy but, um, shit! But anyway, going back to my point, yeah. these are sprayed on your fruits and vegetables, the coals and woolies. Yeah. And yeah. like, if I gave you a shot of this and said, "Have drink that," there's not a chance in hell you would shot it. <laughs> yeah. But having it hidden all over your fruits and vegetables, like, because you can't see it out of sight, out of mind, but. It's having big impact on your body, yeah. you know, and then we don't even just talk about like, um, you know, that toxic effect and the impact it could be having on our microbiome. Mm. Um, there's also the relationship between glyphosate and glycine, but also it's just it's more oxidative stress, more pro-inflammatory proteins that yeah. are going to um, have more impact and more damage to our gut lining. Yes. So it's just more degradation. And what people don't understand is, is that you get these issues down the line. So say you get to your late 20s, early 30s, mm. and then all these problems start happening. It might be your 40s. Mm. You didn't get unlucky. You were doing these things for 20 years beforehand yes. and it's slowly been degrading your body exactly. to a point of disease. You yeah, know? And that right. also comes back to the behaviours that haven't been um, met, the traumas that haven't been met. But there's a lot of things just in your physical life, the choices that you're making – that are having yeah. a huge impact on your internal health. It's a multiple stresses, right? So a huge bucket of different stresses, but like, but yeah, but even like, it, like some people are just in the unknown. Yeah. Like they're just uninformed. They're, 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 they're heavily medicalized in their beliefs. They're, yeah. they're, they're like, oh, well, Woolworths or Coles or supermarkets or whatever are stocking this stuff. Like, how is it bad? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like, man. We, we have to, there's this like, this will like, and we've gone through it like an awakening, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, no, these fuckers, they don't care about our health. No, they that care is, about profit. That's money, that's all that matters. So, and yeah, and, and this is the thing, mm. I, I didn't start, I didn't start by just turning up one day and going, mm. I'm going to eat organic. Yeah. You know what I mean? No it was way. little by little. Like, yeah. you know, I had to go in first and go, oh, geez, this is expensive, you know, and then like yeah. only bought a little bit. But then yeah. it was more and more over time I started prioritizing that over everything else. Like yeah. people will say to me, how much is, how much is, um, you said it to me the other day, and you're like, um, how much is uh, the chicken per kilo? I said, I actually don't look at the prices of my food anymore. Yeah. Because I don't care because that's it's happening anyway. Exactly. I'll do anything to eat like that and I'll give up other things, mm. um, other pleasurable things so that my family can eat like e- that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, when you when you go into the into the education of it, like and you go down the rabbit hole, you are just like, oh my fucking God. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, I'm touching that stuff. I and mean, look at as, as as you said, it happens little by little. Yeah, with that learning, it's a to learning that gradually deepens. Yeah, and I think, um, and then all of a sudden, that that deepening of knowledge, but also, you know, as you're working on yourself and you're beginning to value yourself and your body and your family's health and and those things, um, 
and you know you 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 move through certain kind of mindsets that you might have around money or like yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah you you start to the, the paradigms start to shift a lot and <laughs> yeah. um and then you look back and you're like holy fuck like i'm here back then i was just like freaking about about getting organic food or i was you know oh yeah it didn't, doesn't matter yeah i'm freaking rubbing creams on myself with a full of petroleum or something <laughs> like and you're like and this yeah. is the thing in these and we come back to it like with protocols like why they're going to be so in depth yeah. And I'm sure you're the same, George, is that like we've got to inform people on what they're putting on their skin, what they're washing their clothes in, what, yeah. they're, washing, what they're washing their dishes in, you know, not yeah. just the food that they're eating. Um, we've got to start to look at the whole environment. And yeah. we talk about like we've talked about stress and emotions and now like, yeah. you know, your food, um, my whole pantry, I mean, sorry, my all my cleaning products are all um, non-toxic natural products now i didn't do that didn't happen overnight it took me mm. time so if you're someone who's sitting there and thinking this might be a little bit overwhelming yeah start with one thing exactly just start with one thing and if that is your if that is like getting a list of the clean 15 and the dirty dozen um online and just starting with your food just start there yeah um the other thing that let's, I, pause, let's pause on that though for a second like what do you think the low-hanging fruit for people would be to start with oh now, I, 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 all I'm going to do is end up drawing back to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I go straight to nutrition. I, th- I do too, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. go straight to food and the quality of food and then I, I move yeah. from there. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I'm necessarily right, but it's just based off my experiences. I think people get the, the biggest results when they do that. That's exactly right. And that's why, because yeah. the impact that it had on me yeah. is like I was going through mental health complications in my early 20s um Mm. and i did the and i had no idea i wasn't really into all the only thing i used to eat with um food was i'd eat like low carb because i looked leaner when i was younger it made me it actually helped me be lighter and i was playing footy so i could Mm. i thought i was running better but i wasn't necessarily performing better but anyway i digress again i did the sarah wilson I quit sugar. Bowl. I remember you doing that when I was at. Uh, was I, was it then? Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, this is how I quit sugar. It's the fucking best. Yeah, <laughs> mate. And and I'm eating high fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High protein. It's crazy. Like there's parts yeah. of it that aren't great. Yeah. But the big thing that I noticed was yeah. my emotional yeah. um, ability to deal with stress. Like yeah, I'd yeah. gone from like being overwhelmed and anxious and not, like highly like emotional in certain scenarios that i just i just couldn't handle certain scenarios yeah and then the same scenario popped up with good new good nutrition Mm. like don't get me wrong there's part of that program that i i don't agree with but yeah it's just um getting any sort of processed sugar out of your life that you never understood where it was it's about reading labels and learning that there's hidden things there same with seed oils but i did that and all of a sudden I'd get in these scenarios and I realized that I wasn't as emotionally unstable anymore. Whoa. And I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah. this. And that's why I got so passionate about food. And you would remember yeah. how like I would be oh. so passionate about like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> The conversations would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I've, I've evolved from there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah, 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 yeah when I started to, and you know what I didn't realize? I was going like a low carb. 
But what I didn't realise was it yeah. was most likely the gluten that was the problem. Yeah. Was causing like probably grain frog and low energy and everything like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just stopped eating most grains, but it was probably the fact that I stopped eating gluten. Is why that I felt yeah, so good. Yeah, you're off the sugars and that. Off, off gluten. Gluten, yeah. Of course, I feel great. Yeah, less anti nutrients. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, because yeah. I'd say similar thing for me. Like, my first step was like paleo diet. Yeah. And straight away, like brain fog lifted, skin like cleared up, fucking shredded. Yeah. <laughs> like my eyes, like started to look more white and yeah. bright, and like I just looked like I was alive. Yeah. Like that life came back and. It's interesting when you said like less anxiety, like you had more kind of like resilience almost mentally. You know, I just wonder how much of that as well as not just the food, but also what was happening within your gut. Because we know even like, like there's a really good study that's that's shown like people eat like a kind of processed diet where, you know, sugar's kind of included on the regular, like, you know, you know, GMO wheat and these type of things, right? Or even just processed food full of additives and preservatives. They, um, in four weeks, the endotoxemia levels in their body increased by 70%. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm glad we went here because this, yeah. this is a really big thing. So when Jordan says like endotoxins, we're talking about like toxins produced from certain bacteria or organisms in the body. Organisms within the body. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously things are different. Ones are considered endotoxins. Things are considered neurotoxins but let's just say yeah. like certain toxins created yeah. from um yeah. uh bacterial or sorry microorganisms in the body mm. so this is a really good uh, uh, this is where i think gut health is it's most interesting like yeah. and you've you, it is you've yeah. tapped on it is like this endotoxemia and its impact on so many different organs and um I don't want to just say organs, just every single place within the body. Like yeah. you are going to, li- you can link back uh, this uh, endotoxin called lipopolysaccharide <laughs> yeah. to arthritis and joint pain. So can I just add on that? Like yeah. probably nearly every condition there is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, it go- like it goes that fucking deep. And this is yeah. the thing. And this is yeah. what people don't realize. Like I've just had a client recently who's like, she's yeah. had, she's got like neuro, um, uh, new information, like she's yeah. got a lot of um, neurological symptoms. Yeah. And then like we sort of started and then she's um, oh, actually, sorry, we haven't even started yet. And she's like, I just don't think like the, like a gut protocol is, is going to be what I need because it's all neurological. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what we have to understand is like yeah. your gut lining is a protective barrier to pretty much every other organ in the body. It's yeah. sort of like, it's hard to explain, and it's sort mm. of like being your outside skin, but inside. Well, that's body. what it is. That's yeah. a, it's a it's a it's a barrier. Yeah, yeah. and then mm. what happens is if we do all the things that, like me and Jordan have talked about, we've got high mm. toxic load from outside the body coming in. We're eating poor quality foods like gluten, um, seed oils. We're yeah. under high amounts of stress. Mm. We have a lot of um, emotional trauma that we haven't de- dealt with. Correct. We can get a degradation of your gut lining. So there's yeah. all. The cell, there's a lot of cells called epithelial cells that mm. line your gut. Okay. Yep. Now they can break away from each other, mm. which is like your classic leaky gut, mm. or they can actually split. Yeah. And then um and then what we get is is all of a sudden we're getting things getting through that gut mm. lining and into the bloodstream that aren't meant to be there. Yeah. Okay. Now a big one that happens if we go back to the bacteria is if we get an overgrowth 
in this certain bacteria, broad group called negative gram bacteria or gram negative bacteria, they mm. are the ones that produce lipopolysaccharide, so that mm. endotoxin. Mm. Now, if we get high amounts of this endotoxin piercing through the gut lining and into the bloodstream. Breaking down the gut lining as well. Yeah, it also mm. exactly right. Mm. Um, if we get a high amount into the bloodstream, that is the, well, the hepatic portal system, that mm. is going everywhere. Yeah. So. If you think about that now, think about if you've got liver issues, yeah. if you've got neurological issues, if you've got joint issues, all of those sort of illnesses that you might be dealing with could have a direct link back to a negative gram bacteria overgrowth and intestinal permeability. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's that's just one endotoxin. We could even go into or, or you know, we've got acetaldehyde from candida, which we know like things like fatty livers link back to that. Yep. Um, because I mean, it is very similar, works on the same pathway as ethanol. So yep. it's, you know, they, they, it's like very simple kind of way of explaining it. Similar in chemical structure to alcohol, not the same, but it's yeah. along those lines. Yep. And, um, and so, you know, that, that one's also a big problem because we know candida, um, the risk of candida overgrowth after antibiotics increases by 200%. So <laughs> we've got, we've got. We've got people that have really low ecologies because of antibiotic use, glyphosate exposure, and you know these type of people are just riddled with candida. Yeah. Um, and you know, candida is nasty. Like um, Dr. Perry Nicholson talks about his journey with with candida, and he was he was like suicidal from it. Yeah. Like he was literally like in a really really extreme dark place. And you know how many people you know have maybe you know gone all the way with suicide and things like that yeah from having gut issues you know and, they, and these issues so it, it, it's it's a real deal this stuff and you know um when we talk about you know you know candida like um we can we can even just start it you know as simple as just get, having some brain fog yeah. and you know noticing that you're craving sugar a little bit more maybe a bit of low motivation low motivation yeah. yeah but then it can start to then go into things like chronic anxiety and it could be you know um you know even paranoia like it was for me yeah um that's crazy i was hearing voices in my head when i was trying to sleep like i was i thought i was gone like yeah. I, I thought i was losing my mind yeah i think you still are but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm still a bit mental <laughs> no. nah, yeah. but yeah. it's it, mate you you're totally correct what yeah oh, and i try and get you know you hear this all the time how many people do you hear have anxiety yeah and I try and get it through to people because I know they're going to get like psychologists or they're on anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. And I'm just trying to slowly just trickle into them. Candida can cause anxiety. So it can yeah. it can muck around with like the recycling system of something called NAD and NADH. Yep. And NAD, high amounts of NADH cause anxiety, fearfulness, worriness. Um, mm. And then so a big symptom of having candida overgrowth or high amounts of acetaldehyde in your system is Anxiety. Yeah. Now, if you th- if you put this together and think about the amount of can I add to that as well? In? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glutamate's also another thing that increases with candida and mold as well, which is really like an excitatory yep. um, neurotransmitter. So that's another one I'd add in with the NAD yeah. part as well. Yep. So yeah. then um, that's when glutamine supplementing with glutamine, which a lot of people would for gut health, would be horrific. Foofed. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, bro. That's yeah. okay. We're, 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 we're talking about NAD. We're talking about the pathway with anxiety. Um, anxiety. And was I saying, exactly. like, oh, I'm Doctors. constantly trying to yeah. talk to people about um, 
you know, trying to look into um, whether or not they've got candida. Yes. Because I think I've lost my train of thought on this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, talking, we're talking about, um, I think you were talking about how they go to doctors for anti-anxiety medications. Yeah, a lot of people are on anti-anxiety medications. But, and I just worked with a client recently and he never yeah. thought he'd be able to get off them, but he's now off them. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I'm always trying to trickle to people like, if you've got anxiety, like you mm. can, if you work on, um, obviously your gut health and possibly looking at whether or not you've got a candida overgrowth and, and yeah. taking care of that and lowering that acetaldehyde load in your brain, you will feel a million times better oh. in your day-to-day. Well, your mental performance, your your flow state, kind of like mental yep. clarity, it's huge. It's the first things that I noticed with it because, I mean, these things, these um, byproducts are just causing high amounts of inflammation as well. Yeah. Not not just the biochemical changes that we're talking about there yeah. and the imbalances like, you know, between glutamate and GABA and, you know, the NAD kind of pathways and that sort of stuff, but it, it's, 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 just, it's just the high amounts of inflammation as well. Yeah. And if you've got an inflamed brain, well, you're not going to be, you're not going to be, on, you're not going to be on at all. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel exactly right. lousy. You're going to feel um, anxious. So yeah, I think, um, I think that's the the root of it all, isn't it? Really, like is is not only the oxidative stress and the breakdown to our cells, and some of the biochemical imbalances and stuff, but it's it's the high mass inflammation that these things are causing, which we know is the building block to so much disease. Yeah. So also one thing to mention with candida and mm. um, acetaldehyde is the high addiction pathway because of the impact it has on dopamine. Poof, so a lot of people yeah. with, and obviously addiction comes back to a lot of childhood trauma and, and all that, but it can also yeah. come back to low dopamine. And That's you right. constantly, and what can happen, acetaldehyde can affect um, your production. So it affects mm. the substantia nigra, um, which is where 50% yes. of your dopamine comes from. Correct. That's part of your brain. So if you have low dopamine, you are going to reach for anything that mm. makes you, f- like, lifts dopamine. So yeah. that can be exercise. You can be an over-exerciser because you're constantly looking mm. for dopamine. Mm. And sometimes, like, these people can be the hardest to work with. One of my mentors said to me, he's yeah. like, someone who's got low dopamine is really hard to work with because they'll be the sort of person that they'll commit to everything early on because yeah. it gives them a dopamine lift because Correct. they're doing something. And then when it becomes more monotonous and the dopamine levels drop, mm. like, and they're not getting that kick from it, Mm. they'll just totally fall off the bandwagon with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll see that a lot with ADHD clients as well, but a lot of people with ADHD can sometimes be even misdiagnosed and they've just got a candida overgrowth. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All they're, yeah, like look, um, their glutamate homeostasis is all over the place. place that's right, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, and that's what I even noticed, that my, my like, I, I, you know, had classic ADHD uh, symptoms. I haven't been actually properly diagnosed, but I kind of self-diagnosed. Mm. Um, but you know, and, and had it like, and this is from the minute I was born though. So I definitely have it, but, um, but like, but like, um, but I also had candida overgrowth. Yeah. So, so when I started to work on the candida symptoms, I reckon 70%, 80% improved. Yeah. Um, so it's incredible to know that there's can be some big blocks to move with even things like ADHD. Yeah. Um, then we can even talk into thing like things like heavy metals. Yeah. We can talk into vaccines. Yeah, exactly. And like right. mercury and things yeah. like that. But we will maybe save that for another time. But um, but yeah, like it's um, yeah. There's there's so much that goes into that. But yeah, I was going to talk about. Oh yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say to you. Where's the other fifty percent of dopamine made? Oh, don't challenge me. <laughs> oh. 
Well, the gut. The gut, yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> the gut. But no, nah, there's also like you get, you've got the VTA, which stimulates, um, that stimulates dopamine release. And I was starting to think whether or not it was 50% from the gut and there was some other. Well, it's mainly, like mainly the Niagara in the gut. Yeah, well, I, thought, I think there might be a little bit that comes from the um, brain stem, like, but. Potent- don't, potentially. Yeah, don't, I don't, don't, don't be a massive, on that. I don't reckon it'd be a massive percentage, though. Yeah, so it might be if another 50%. Yeah. Doesn't matter the details, but yes, the gut produces dopamine as <laughs> yeah. well. But, and, and, and where I was going with that is if not, not only the acetaldehyde is going to affect the Niagara and dopamine production, but I mean, if you've got candida in the gut or even graminate or leaky gut or you're eating shit food and you're, and you're damaging the gut, well, good luck making dopamine. And then, then we're sitting on our phones all day, tanking ourselves of dopamine and, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, slamming down stimulants driving up cortisol dopamine and cortisol rise together so yeah you know we're living these yang lifestyles yeah and no wonder we're just addicted to these 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 stimuluses yeah they give us 100 percent. and look you know what to be honest like if we go back to that original Mm. thing we were talking about how like i see a lot of protocols and i don't think they're in depth enough a lot of the time that they're not, um, they're not missing the antimicrobials. They've always got the antimicrobial herbs in them, but no one's ever doing a lot of work on the actual structure of their gut lining. Well, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this is a yeah, big one. Not um, proper repair, yeah. Yeah, so actually what, what you can do is like your epithelial cells in your gut lining are made up of collagen, mm. and collagen is made up of amino acids. Mm. So what we need to be eating a lot of is um, a lot of these different amino acids. So proline, hydroxyproline, glycine, glutamine, obviously yeah. glutamine, depending on if yeah. someone, how um, good ever their um, glutamate homeostasis is, but we need to be having these um, proteins. So we want to be making sure we're having a good amount of animal meat. Um, if you can take it, bone broth is fantastic if, it, um, if you can have it. Slow cooked meats are fantastic. But then there's also specific things we can use supplementation wise to help like the intracellular type junctions in the mm. gut lining, mm. such as quercetin. Yep. Um, we can also now, obviously, there's foods like um, ghee and um, grass fed butter that people wouldn't realize are really good for your gut because they have something called butyric acid. Mm. And butyrate is actually made by your microbiome in your Mm. large intestine, and it's the major fuel source for the epithelial cells. Now, Mm. if your microbiome, uh, if your beneficial flora is low, which a lot of people are like that, you may be struggling to make butyrate. Mm. So then supplementing it is going to is going to help you know what i mean that's right yeah a lot, a lot of people struggle with a uh, short chain fatty acid kind of production in the in the gut lining i mean in the in the gut microbiome because they're they're just their ecologies are so depleted yeah um and it's usually those keystone bacteria strains that are making it like your lactobacillus your bifido strains yeah so um yeah and when you start to look at gi maps like that's when you start to get a massive insight and you know, there's so many of these keystone bacteria that have such a substantial, play a substantial role in our, in our health that we don't even realise. Yeah, like, this is, we have absolutely no idea compared to what we're going to know in 20 years. That's right. And it's, and it's like, you know, we've got, we've got more uh, microbiota than we do DNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it's like, it, it's, and, and, and our microbiota has a direct relationship and connection to our DNA. So mm. why isn't this being focused on in the medical system for genetic, like, you know, predisposed, uh, predisposed diseases that yeah. get expressed from obviously stresses. And that's when we talk about epigenetics and all that stuff. But 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, like you go into it, like, for example, Akkermansia immunophilia, which is a, a keystone bacteria in the mucosal barrier. Like, obviously, the thing that's going to deplete that is, as you said, damage to the gut lining. And that particular strain is involved in, you know, immune modulation. It plays a role in metabolic health and insulin resistance. Like, you know, so sometimes for people that have these insulin resistance issues, yeah, we need to do, you know, um, diet and lifestyle interventions. Yeah, we might use things like berberine or um, inositol and things like that. But, um, you know, and this, you know, people with PCOS, for example, like we want to be looking at this stuff, but you know, we want to be looking at the bugs in their gut as yeah. well. Yeah. Right. And, and doing work on that. So, I mean, that's just one keystone bacteria. There's, there's so many others. Um, but yeah, it's important to have this understanding because yeah, if, if you're not focusing on it, well, the gut's going to be, yeah. your health is going to struggle. Well, that's the thing as well. Like you can have all the probiotics in the world. Mm. If the actual structure of your gut, so the home of your microbiome, the thing that they're living in, if that's damaged, yeah. they are going to be damaged. It's like if you were living in filth, you're going to be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you want to live, you want to be living in a nice, clean um, environment where um, you're able to, you're able to find um, good food. It's no different to your microbiome. Mm. Yeah. So, if you ruin their environment and their environment is your gut lining, they are going to struggle to survive. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. then you're going to have, um, a sick organism where, where the yeah. organism you know Exa- what I mean exactly yeah, yeah. It's, it works on that kind of micro cosmic to macro cosmic level yeah. doesn't it so yeah so so if, if any sort of protocol if you're doing if anyone mm. is out there like thinking about doing a gut protocol and they haven't their practitioner hasn't done work on like repairing the actual structure of their gut lining whether that be through certain supplementation mm. and um, nutritional focuses you're missing out on a big player here. Oh, yeah. A huge player. And, and and we talk about it like the other thing that comes into things, if you're going to have antimicrobial herbs and you haven't actually healed the gut lining, when you break down, we talked about the toxins that come off this bacteria. When you break down the bacteria or the candida or the parasite, you're getting a high amount of these toxins into your bloodstream. Yeah. So- you want to make sure that that protective mechanism and your detox pathways and everything is supported perfectly before you even go near an antimicrobial. That's right. And how often do you see even some functional med practice practitioners or even a lot of naturopaths without throwing anyone under the bus? Like it's all part of the learning, but like they don't focus enough on that pre-phase of getting people healthier first, Yeah, which is going to involve rebuilding the gut which is yep. going to involve improving detoxification and liver function meditation and stress management yeah lymphatics yeah like like yeah. everything like yeah. making sure they're pooing yeah exactly first right. you know what yeah. i mean like and they got regulars every morning like yeah. like it's it's you know it, it's huge otherwise if you're not eliminating toxins first well then good luck when you throw a fucking bomb into the gut and you start to you know really mess things up yeah yeah <laughs> You are, you're just absorbing more toxins. So, um, yeah, it's key. But, yeah, it's, it's huge, man. Like, there's there's definitely layers. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll finish up there. Um, I'm sure, yeah. we can, sure we can touch on a lot more um, with gut health, but I think that was a pretty good overview of yeah. some of the stuff that comes into it, some of the stuff that can be damaging your gut, um, things that you may not have thought about that could be linked back to your gut, um, and then 
what we want to um, try and do is maybe build on that and do a, a later podcast where we might be able to go into the things in a little bit more depth of how we yeah. can actually help repair the gut. And yeah, some of the things that we go through. I think it'd be cool to talk about the phases and talk about like what's involved yeah. in the gut protocol, so people understand what that even means. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think today was just a good overview about like root cause. Yeah, but that root cause, like we can we can go so deep, so much deeper. Exactly, um, and we will. So, yeah, the, we will. Yeah, this podcast will build, yeah. and un- like with me and Jordan, we're constantly educating ourselves. You're not yeah. gonna, you know, we'll do a podcast on this later on, and there'll be all different information. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll all obviously have a lot of guests coming through as well, which is yeah. going to be really exciting. So thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, thanks, Jordy. Yeah, thanks, Marcus. That was See awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope this opened your mind to new possibilities in your journey. If you want to follow on for more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Life Athlete Health and at Coach Jordan Briggs. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time.